2022 marks our seventh year podcasting, so we're working on some delicious new recipes for you all. We send out recipes from previous episodes in our newsletter, so if you ever would like a written out version of a recipe, just visit merrymacpodcast.com slash newsletter, or you can email info at merrymacpodcast.com and we'll send it over to you directly. Happy New Year! Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. This week, we're going to share my Grandma Fagan's fried chicken recipe, because this week is our 150th podcast, our sixth anniversary, so I thought it'd be nice to have a special recipe to share on this day, and I thought, oh, this will be a good one, Grandma Fagan's fried chicken. Just a little background, my Grandma Fagan lived in Oklahoma, in eastern Oklahoma, when I was growing up. And she was famous in our family for being able to whip out a meal for like 20 people in no time at all. She wouldn't even have to know 20 people were coming and she could whip out a meal for that many people. She was amazing. She always had pies in the freezer. She would make pies all winter long and freeze them for when the family came to visit in the summertime. She always had something to make in the freezer. She always had things on hand to throw dinner together. And it was just astounding. One time, my cousin and I dropped in on her. My dad was supposed to call her and tell her we were coming, but he forgot to call her. So we were driving across the country, and I called her from Joplin, Missouri, which was about an hour away from her house. And I said, hey, Grandma, we're in Joplin. I just wanted to clarify directions to get to your house. She acted like nothing. Like She acted like she knew. So we got there and she had this huge spread of food put on the table when we walked in the door, huge spread, pie and everything. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. It isn't much. I would have had more if I'd known you were coming. And I was like, what? What? So that's the kind of, that's the kind of person she was. And that's the kind of grandma she was. So this fried chicken recipe, she made this a lot. There would be probably, I don't know, I would guess in the neighborhood of 15 to 20 of us at her place. And she would make, I don't even know how much fried chicken she made. It was a lot. It was platters of fried chicken. And she. it just seemed like nothing to her to do this, just nothing. So we always like this. It's a good chicken recipe. It's very tender and juicy and also crispy. The crust is crispy. So it's just a good fried chicken recipe. If you've ever wanted one of the, uh, you know, if you're looking for a good fried chicken recipe, this is a good one. You can always add the seasonings that you like to it or more seasonings or make it more spicy. But I'll give you just the foundational recipe here along with the directions to uh, the process of it. And I think that'll be really helpful to anybody who wants to learn how to make good crunchy fried chicken or, uh, you know, wants to take a recipe they have and improve it. So this is a good one. It's almost like foolproof, because if I can make it and it comes out good, I'm telling you, it's pretty foolproof. And it's been proven to feed an army. (laughs) Yes, proven to feed an army. So what I'm giving you today, the recipe here, is for um, eight to ten pieces of chicken. I just made it today to run through it and make sure, you know, I had all the steps right and everything. I used ten drumsticks with it. It was just right for a 12-inch skillet, so that's a good amount. And always... When you're making fried chicken, dark meat is always the best thing to use. 
the legs and thighs, you know, those always come out the best because they tend to be more juicy anyway. So they're a good choice. But if you want to use a variety of pieces, you can get a, a cut up fryer. Works perfectly. You want the skin on it. The only prep you have to have for your chicken is it should, it's not frozen. Okay. It's thawed. So you're starting from nice, fresh, thawed chicken. So eight to 10 pieces of chicken. As I said, I use 10 drumsticks. You'll need two cups of whole milk and a two gallon Ziploc freezer bag to put this in and then a bowl to set the Ziploc with the chicken and milk in it. What I typically do with chicken is a lot of times you'll get it and the skin will have big pieces of fat on it or it'll be a whole lot more skin that, that you don't need on there. So I trim the skin up and make sure that there's enough skin to cover the meat, but any extra pieces or big pieces of fat or anything, I take those off. So prep your chicken, put your chicken in the Ziploc bag and pour in two cups of whole milk. What you want to do is squeeze the air out of the bag so that the milk is basically all over the chicken. It's covering the chicken. And you want to put that in a refrigerator and let that chicken, uh, it's sort of brining in there, I guess you would say. But you want to let that chicken soak in the milk for four to six hours. It's having a milk bath. Yes, it is. So if you're planning on doing fried chicken for supper, you'll want to put your chicken into the milk at about lunchtime or so and just let it in there four to six hours. If you leave the chicken in the milk too long, it can get a little too tender. I mean, you could obviously you could do it long, uh, slightly longer, but you don't want to leave it in for, I wouldn't leave it for more than eight hours in there. Okay. So now that part's done, your chicken is resting in the milk. Here's the recipe for your coating mix. You need one and a half cups of flour, four tablespoons of cornstarch, one teaspoon of baking soda, one teaspoon of salt, and I always use kosher salt, a half teaspoon of black pepper, two teaspoons of garlic powder, two teaspoons of onion powder, two teaspoons of paprika, and if you want it spicier than this, you can add a half teaspoon of cayenne pepper. Mix your seasonings up well into your flour and set that aside. That's going to be your chicken coating. You'll need three to four cups of canola or vegetable oil for frying. You'll need a 12-inch diameter skillet, two inches deep for frying. And then the way you do this chicken is you fry it for about 15 minutes. You take it out put it on racks and a rimmed baking sheet and bake it. So you also need at least one rimmed baking sheet with a rack that fits inside of it. And the size should be a half sheet size. So that's like a 10 by 15 baking sheet with a rack that sits right inside. And this is the handiest device ever. You'll appreciate it. If you don't have this set, get one because you'll certainly appreciate it. There's so many things you can do with it. It's great for if you have a convection oven and you air fry things, it's wonderful for doing anything that you want to air fry and have crispy in the oven. But it's also handy for doing things like dipped cookies that you want the chocolate to dip off of. It kind of keeps things neat. Okay, when the chicken has been soaking in the milk for enough time, we're going to get ready to coat it. So what you want to do, you're going to have one of your rimmed baking sheets with a rack in it, and you're going to put your coating mix into a bowl next to that baking sheet and rack and you're going to get ready to dip your chicken in it. So what you're going to do is take your chicken one piece at a time, lift it out of the milk, let it drip a little bit, 
put it into the coating mix, toss it around in the coating mix, coat it really well, and then take that piece out and set it on the rack on your pan. And we're going to coat all the pieces of chicken just like this, coat them and set them on the rack on the pan. Once you get all of your chicken coated, preheat your oven to 350 degrees. If you have a convection oven, you can preheat it to 350 convection and get your pan and put your oil in it. You want the oil to be between a fourth and a half of an inch deep in your 12 inch skillet. So put that amount of oil in closer to a half inch is better and put your skillet on the stovetop and heat the oil. You want the oil to be at about, I like it at around 300 degrees because that's hot enough to get it frying, but not quite hot enough where it kind of blows up everywhere when you set the chicken in it. So start heating your oil. You have your oven preheating. And while you're doing that, your chicken is resting on the rack. Okay. You can dispose of the milk that your chicken was in now, but don't get rid of the coating mix yet because you're going to use it again. So once your oil is ready, and keep checking the temperature with your thermometer, once your oil is ready, take your chicken pieces and recoat them in that bowl because the short amount of time they're sitting there, the moisture from the chicken will have absorbed the flour. So you won't see the coating on it very much. So if you do this, the coating will be nice and crispy on there and a, a little bit of a denser coating. So it'll, it'll come out really nice. So just recoat all your chicken and set it back on your rack. Once you get all your chicken recoated, you're going to very carefully arrange it in your skillet. Just set the pieces of chicken in there. Don't cram them in, you know, but you should be able to fit eight to 10 pieces in a big skillet like that. Set your chicken in there and it's going to start frying. You want to set your timer to eight minutes, okay? And don't move your chicken around. Just let it sit there and fry because a lot of times what happens if you try to pick it up too soon, the coating will fall off, okay? So let your chicken fry on one side for eight minutes. Once your timer goes off, very carefully turn all of your pieces of chicken over and now you're going to set your timer for seven minutes and you're going to let that fry on the other side, okay? So you'll see your top is nice and crispy looking when you turn them over. They'll, it'll look real nice. You need to get your rimmed baking sheet ready. If you only have the one, if you only have one rimmed baking sheet, that's fine because you can wash it and get it ready to put the chicken in the oven. What you're going to do is tear a piece of foil and put it into the bottom of your rimmed baking pan and then set the rack on top of it. I forgot to put the foil in and I'm going to tell you, don't forget to put the foil in. So much cleanup time could have been saved had I, I, I don't know, that's my classic go-to maneuver. So anyway, put the foil in, set the rack on top, and then when your chicken is done frying, very carefully turn your burner off, take your pieces out one at a time, allow some, allow the oil to drip off of them a good bit, and set them on the rack of your baking sheet. Once you have all of your chicken on there, put that into your 350 degree preheated oven, and you want to bake that for 45 to 50 minutes. I open my oven about every 10 minutes during this process because it will inevitably fill up with steam or smoke from the oil that's dripping off or whatever, and it'll there'll be a cloud in there. So I open it up about every 10 minutes and let the cloud out and then let it keep let it keep baking. 
So while it's baking in the oven, you can make your side dishes and the side dishes that grandma, grandma was a side dish queen. What we always had with a fried chicken was uh, mashed potatoes. Sometimes she made gravy, sometimes she didn't, but we always had mashed potatoes with it, green beans, and grandma, this was grandma's go-to side dish right here. She would get uh, nice big tomatoes, peel the skin off, and slice them into thick slices about a fourth of an inch thick, and that was a, one of our side dishes. So that's what we would typically have with our fried chicken would be mashed potatoes, green beans, and sliced tomatoes. Sometimes she would make coleslaw. And when she made coleslaw, she dressed it with just Miracle Whip and a little bit of milk. And um, that was how she made coleslaw, just cabbage in it, nothing else, just cabbage. And uh, that was grandma's meal and apple pie for dessert, I should say. So you don't have to try and whip out an apple pie while your chicken's baking. But Make yourself some mashed potatoes, get some green beans going, slice some tomatoes down, and you have a wonderful fried chicken dinner right there with good sides. And it's, I'm going to say it'll probably be one of the best pieces of fried chicken that you've ever had, especially if you've never made fried chicken. I really like this fried chicken. I like the coating. It's very crispy and crunchy, and the chicken is always very tender and juicy. It just... It's just really, really good recipe. So there you go. I'm giving you grandma's recipe. Enjoy it. And make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse, on Twitter at Mary Mac Podcast, and on our website, MaryMacPodcast.com. Thanks a lot for listening if you did. And if you didn't, too bad for you.